Peace, party people. Welcome back to where my killer tape at. And of course, you read it right. In this episode, I'm going to teach you how to become a comic book geek. The where my killer tape at way. So I'm going to show you uh, where you can buy comics, how you can buy comics. And I'm going to kind of give you some recommendations of joints you might, might dig, you know. Um, again, I'm a Marvel head. And also, we're going to talk about what fan service is and why I don't believe it exists. So check it out. Killer tape app, B. For this episode of Where My Killer Tape App, I am sipping on uh, Bell's Brewing Company Two Hearted Ale. It's an American IPA. I love it because it has a hint of pine, and then you could taste the grapefruit, you know, once it goes down. So it's really delicious. Again, not a big IPA guy, but this stuff is really good. Shout out to Bell's and shout out to the Battle House. Word is born. Before I go any further, I just want to let everybody know. I know I mentioned it in the intro. I am a Marvel head. I've been a Marvel fan since as long as I can remember. So I'm very, when it comes to writing comics and reading comics. Why did I say writing comics? Like I write comics, right? Whenever I talk about the best writers in comic books, I usually refer to a lot of Marvel writers. Don't get me wrong. Um, there's some DC writers and artists that I love, you know, and they travel, you know, between Marvel, Image, and DC. But I'm essentially a Marvel fan. Much of it is because of the fact that I grew up in New York City and much of what happens in Marvel Comics happens in New York City. So, you know, that's just giving you that warning, giving you that heads up about, you know, you know, again, I'm Marvel head. So I'm very biased, um, whether it's the Marvel, the MCU, whatever. So that's how I get down. I just want to give you all that warning. I get a lot of questions about comic books, and um, and I've talked about this before in different episodes, but I want to dedicate an entire episode to just comic books, how, how they get into them, and things of that nature. But the, the biggest question that I get asked is, where do I start? Um, let me just say this first. Uh, we are in the golden age of comics. And I know that when we say golden age, we like to refer to the you know 1930s and 40s where they first introduced Superman and Batman and all those characters, you know, Shazam, a lot of characters that we love today, they came out in the 30s and 40s. So, um, and I think um, in the 40s, Captain America was out, but it wasn't called Marvel Comics then. So I think it was called, I, I can't remember. I mean, I wasn't around then, so I'm not even going to act like I can remember, right? So I think that now we're in the golden age. The, the And I'm going to say that golden age began in... Um, the outs, right? In the 2000s, right? And the reason for that is because you had a lot of comic books that just covered different things, not just superheroes, right? So 
there was a time when comic books just cover, you know, and this is golden age and in the silver age where it was like superheroes, horror, um, and, and like crime. So, you know, if you went into those three things, there was probably nothing out there for you. But nowadays, well, the reason why I say it's a golden age is because they literally have what, and they kind of comic book that you got, you like, they got. If you're into sex, you have the sex criminals, right? If you are into crime, you had, you know, Ed Brubaker's criminal series, right? I can go on and on about the different genres of comic books that they have out there, but whatever you're into, they got. If you like black and white comics, they're into it. If you're into politics, they're into it. If you went to history, there's graphic novels about history. So, I mean, uh, and, there, and there's like historical fiction and then it's actual like, you know, based on the historical content, right? So like, for example, March, which is about um, the Selma March, right? Like um, really dope, really dope series and won all kinds of awards. And it was, but it was in graphic novel form. And again, whatever you're into, it's out there. So I always tell people, well, what do you like? Uh, if you like sports, I'm pretty sure, I'm not an expert on it. I'm pretty sure there's a genre of, of comic books that are about sports. So you just got to go out there and look. You have the internet, so you can search. Um, and I also recommend that you go to Comic-Cons because at Comic-Cons, they introduce a lot of new comics. And you could also find a lot of old comics. And you find all the experts there. But I'm going to always ask you throughout this entire time, right? I'm going to always ask you, and I know you can still do this during COVID, go to your local comic book shop. Um, they're struggling right now. But that's where the experts are. Not only will you find the experts there, you will also find the fellowship with other comic book fans, no matter what genre you're in. So that's, you know, so people say, where should I start? What do you like? That's that's what I always ask people. Um, and really, in anything that I do, right, whether I do martial arts, reading books, comic books, I always say, well, what do you like? What are you into? Because if if it's something that you're into, you're going to be more apt to finish reading it and putting money down for it and supporting them for it. And I and I should have I should have just jumped into it, right? Um, support your local comic shop. I can't stress that enough. Uh, you know, develop relationships with just like just like anything you would do, right? Like you would find a local business that supports it. Let me and let me just be honest. Um, comic books are an expensive hobby. Um, an average comic book will cost you around three fifty to three ninety nine, and that's like twenty pages of content. Four to six pages are just advertisement, right? So it's expensive, and, and and when I say I want I want I want to be clear, right? Because you get a part of the story each month, so you know. So think about it like TV episodes, right? And when you watch a particular TV show, you'll have um, you know episode that starts this week, and then that's about an hour, you know, fifty minutes, excuse me. And then the following week, you get another episode, and then the next week after that, you get another episode, right? And then for the you know for a particular season, you get X amount of episodes, and then. You wait for the next season to come out. Comic books are almost kind of like the same way. Um, this is that you got to wait every month for them. Every now and then, Marvel or DC, they'll put out books for like, for example, for a particular limited series. They might put them out each week or every two weeks. But usually, um, and that's why it's kind of hard to be a comic book fan, <laughs> is you got to wait each month for the story to continue. All right. So um, that could get expensive. Right. If you're looking at, for example, I have the entire Invincible by by um, Robert Kirkman, right? And Ryan Ogg, you have the whole set. It's about 150 issues. They're $2.99 per issue. You do the math, right? And that was over several years. So it's kind of expensive. Don't get me wrong. Now you have what's called trade paperbacks that people get confused as graphic novels or trades. And they usually have about six issue or six issue story art. Um, and those could run depending on what company. 
like you know, Image likes to sell theirs at like $14.99, um, but Marvel is usually $17.99 and $19.99. Hardcovers are usually $24.99, so they, it can get pretty expensive. But comic shops, what I like about them is, for example, they release new comics every Wednesday. Some places will have like a discount for that day. Um, if you're a new buyer, they'll have a discount for you. If you buy X amount of books, they have a discount, right? They always have sales. They always have what's called fire sales when they're trying to get rid of their back issues. And you could also buy stuff there on sale. Um, and they have coupons and you could buy gift certificates. So, you know, there's ways to get around that. Just like any other product that you'll buy on the market. But support your local comic shop. Why? Um, for me, I, I will always buy, go to the comic shop because there's always a fellowship there. There's always people that I know there. I always meet new people. I meet new families. Um, I meet young people. And they always we always share ideas, what we like. We do our little mini reviews. They also have recommendations. Because I know a lot of times for me, like I'm a creature of habit. So there's only certain comics that I buy per month. But every now and then somebody will come around and say, hey, you might want to check this out. And also, you know, the community with the actual owners, because they're local, they live locally, you know, um, and and they just, they know people locally. So it's just, it's just a good idea to, to do that. So, and, I, and I'm saying this even before COVID happened, right? Because when I was a kid, comics book shops were a dime a dozen. But over the years, over the decades, you have fewer and fewer comic shops. I know a lot of comic shops in the last 10 years that closed, um, and they're going to continue to close, unfortunately. Again, it's, it's an expensive hobby. A lot of people are moving away from it. A lot of people are going digital, but go to your local comic shop. I can't stress that enough. So I'm about to give you some hacks. Um, personally, and it, it took me a while to do this. Again, I'm a creature of habit. And a lot of my friends that collect comic books, they was like, hey, you should start buying trades. Now, trade paperbacks, we call them TBPs or trades. They're not graphic novels. Graphic novels are kind of like a different genre. The March series is a graphic set of graphic novels. Why? Because they never released those as single issue comic books. And trades would be, once again, like I stated earlier, they're going to be, you know, usually six issues of a particular story, uh, a particular title. Um, and they usually come out after that. Six, those six issues come out. So say, for example, Spider-Man uh, Volume 1, right? You'll have issues 1 through 6, right? And then they'll, they'll, they'll print out or publish uh, a trade paperback that has those six issues. And then they'll continue on and on. So the next set will be 7 to 12, and then 13 to 18, and so on and so forth. So I hope I don't confuse you. So I'm going to use trades. And when I say trades, I mean trades. And when I say graphic novels, I'm going to say graphic novels. So there is like graphic novels, like there was an X-Men series that was released strictly on graphic novels form. It was, it was sent out as that thick trade that you see, right? Um, that is a graphic novel, right? Um, sometimes they'll do a story like, say, on Martin Luther King, and there'll just be one graphic novel, one thick set of stories or one story in that one thick volume. So it was never released as single issues. So I just wanted to be clear about that. So you have trades and graphic novels. So... Trades are actually a little bit less expensive than single issues. Again, a single issue can run you at least $3.99. So think about it. If you have issues one through six, right, that's about $24. You can get a trade paperback uh, for about, you know, again, if it was like Image Comics, they're $14.99. So you're going to save a lot of money. Marvel Comics is usually between $17.99 and $19.99. So you're definitely saving about four to five bucks. 
If you're smart, you usually find them on sale. Like myself, I always find them on sale at local comic shops at like half off. Um, there's a comic shop locally. They just had a fire sale and they usually sell everything at 50 to 75% off. So I'm able to save even more money. Um, that being said, there's another way to circumvent the, the cost of it as well. Um, you can have what's called a Comixology account. And it's Comixology.com. Um, I've been a, a member for about, ooh, I've been a member for about 15 years. Um, um, recently, they were bought out by Amazon. So, and I know that some people have issues with Amazon. I get it. It's an evil empire. But they were bought out. It's a dope platform regardless. You don't have to, like, pay uh, a fee to be a member. It's a free membership. And you just buy the issues that you want. What I like about Comixology is they have a lot of free trial um, comic books that they'll, they'll, they'll give out. And I like that because if there's a comic you want to check out but you're not interested in, they usually have like a free issue number one. And you could always download that. Comixology as a platform, I really like it because it's, it's seamless and it's real easy to use, especially if you have a tablet. Um, and that's really cool. So like I like it. I recommend it. What I like too is that when a movie is about to come out, like for example, Wonder Woman 1984 is about to come out. They'll have like a 40% off all, you know, Wonder Woman issues or 40% off of like the, the trades and stuff like that. So I think it's I think it's really cool to have that account. Um, I know for me, I used to, the reason why I had an account is because a lot of times the comics that I would buy when I want a particular issue, they would sell out. And um, I couldn't find it, but Comixology would have it. So if you could look at my Comixology account, I have like issue 16 and issue 25 and issue 42. I never have like a set, a long set of comic books. Um, so I like it. You know, I say that. Now, if you want to find more discounts, a good place to go is DCBS uh, Discount Book Services. I'm going to have the links in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Um, you can get comic books there, like regular comic books at like 50% off. The only drawback to them is that they have limited back issues. They don't have a lot of back issues, uh, but you have to order them in advance. So if I order some stuff now, I'm not going to get the stuff till about February because those issues don't come out in like February. So you can save a lot of money. I know a good friend of mine, shout out to Codafet. Um, he actually has like, um, he, he has a, a subscription with them. So you can do a subscription with certain issues and they just come in the mail and he saves a lot of money doing that. Uh, and they have a, um, a sister website called in stock trades. And again, I'm gonna put it in the show notes and that's where I buy some of my trades. So if, if somebody recommends a trade for me, I go there. They're usually about 40% off there. So it's just a good different way of doing that. If you want to purchase it, you could also purchase directly from the vendors. So like a lot of comic shops, they have their own websites with their stock in there. A good place I go to is Midtown Comics for a lot of my back issues. So if I need stuff that I'm missing or if I want what's called a variant comic issue, I usually go through my, uh, Midtown Comics. They're located in New York City. They have about three stores in New York City. When I'm in New York City, I actually visit them because they have a lot of stuff there. Um, and also, you could also go to like Mile High Comics, um, which has been around for decades. They've been around since I was a kid before that. Um, and you, they have a very big back stock. If you're looking for like old school stuff, they have it. They have obscure stuff as well. So I hope that helps out. Um, there's a couple of hacks that I can give you. Work. So let's get into some recommendations of what um, you guys and gals should read. I have six. So, you know, write these down. 
because uh, I'm not going to put these in the show notes. <laughs> um, the first one I want to talk about is probably one of my top 10 favorites of all time. And it is Invincible by the legendary Robert Kirkman. Yes, Robert Kirkman is the same person that bought you walk The Walking Dead and the TV show as well. Um, this was mostly penciled by Ryan Otley, who is currently doing Spider-Man. And he's, he's fucking dope. Like, Ryan Otley is dope. Anyway, this one is about... It's about almost 150 issues, um, and I don't know if they made the compendium for it yet. And the compendium is like the entire set in one thick volume. I think they have two of them. I, I'm not sure, uh, but you can buy these in trades now. Um, and I'm think I want to say there's about, ooh, I want to say there's about 27 trades, right? That with six issues in them. I, you know, my numbers are wrong. Anyway, they're about to make a TV series out of it, and it's been described. And I hate this because they always want to describe everything to Game of Thrones. This he started writing Invincible before he started writing The Walking Dead. Just a FYI. So I like to I actually like to refer to it as because people say it's like Game of Thrones in space. I, I disagree. Um, it is like Superman, but if Krypton wasn't destroyed, that's what I like to refer to it as. And in this instance, the main character Invincible, right? Um, his father is a, is is a Viltrumite, and Viltrumite I like Kryptonians, right? They live on a planet where everybody has superhuman speed and strength. Only thing is they don't shoot lasers from their eyes. But they have superhuman speed and strength. They can fly through space. They're not unlimited like Superman. I'm going to say that right now. Like they have, they can be killed. There's limits to their powers and there's limits to their strengths, right? Um, his father's a Viltrumite, but they are a um, imperialistic alien species, right? So they want to take over the universe. And at first, his father tells him, who's called Omni-Man, his father tells him that um, he's actually, he comes from a race of people that wants to help other races. And then he learns that his father is like a scout. And he was doing this to, to find out the defenses of the earth to make them weak and then invade the earth. So he finds that out. And then he finds that he's a Viltrumite. And it's a really dope story. You know, um, I love it because Robert Kirkman pokes fun at a lot of the major publishing houses. And he also pokes fun at the superhero genre. Um, it gets real bloody and gory. Um, I like they rip people into shreds and stuff like that. They punch people through their bodies. It's real. It gets real bloody in there. Um, but I enjoy it. Um, I can't wait to see it on the screen. Um, it's going to be uh, animated, so it's not going to be live action. Because I think it's going to be too expensive to do something like this on this epic, right? So that's Invincible. So check it out. Another one that just came out recently that I enjoy, uh, and they have all shoots, is Black. Uh, by uh, Kwanzaa Osage, excuse me, Kwanzaa Osage and Jamal Igle. Uh, and what it's about is a universe where only black people have superpowers and white people are trying to figure out what it is. So they're like enslaving once again, kind of like Tuskegee experiment. They're taking black people and experimenting on them, trying to, you know, open them up to find out why they're getting superpowers and nobody else is. Really dope story. Very relevant to our times. Is in black and white. Um, you probably cannot find single issues of it anymore. You got to buy them on trades. What I like about Kwanzaa Osage Yefu is that he's making all shoots of the black story, that whole universe. He's creating a whole universe of it. It's in black and white. Um, I know a lot of people have issues with it. But then again, The Walking Dead is in black and white. So I don't know why y'all should. But please support the brother and check it out. Um, the next one I want to talk about is one that I really enjoy. But you can start off with the original series of Miss Marvel by G. Willow Wilson. And the art is by Adrian Alfana. Uh, it's really dope. Uh, I'm glad they're going to make a series of it as well. 
Kamala Khan is the protagonist. Um, her, she gets her powers after the events of Infinity, where um, Black Bolt releases the Terrigen Mist, and they spread throughout the, the universe, I mean, throughout the Earth. And the Terrigen Mist are what the Inhumans use to get their powers. Um, you have to be inhuman, though, to get that. So you have to have like a particular DNA strain. Um, and she gets her powers. Um, and she's really dope because, you know, she's a teenager. She lives in New Jersey. Um, and she idolizes Captain Marvel. Uh, but it's really dope. I love it because it's, it's I don't want to say that it's geared towards young adults or teenagers because she deals with a lot of adult themes in it. Uh, but I really, really enjoy Kamala Khan as a character at all. Like, I'm really into I think she's really dope. And you, if you watch the, um, I know she showed up in the um, Avengers series on, you know, on the TV show, the latest one. Um, and she's in a lot of their stuff. And she shows up a lot throughout the Marvel Universe. She's a very beloved character. And I'm really happy that she's getting a series. Um, just check it out. I can't, I can't recommend it enough. Word. All right, we're going to continue on with our recommendations. Um, the next one I recommend is, um, this one is very recent. Um, and it's just, Jonathan Hickman is the man, first of all. Like, if you see Jonathan Hickman's name on anything, just pick it up. He's 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 Midas, man. He's King Midas. He touches something in his gold. And let me just say there's something about Jonathan Hickman. A couple of things is that he's like Brian Michael Bendis. He does the slow burn. He does that slow burn. The story builds up. He throws a lot of stuff in there. You're like, yo, why are we going here? But when he gets to the climax, he puts it all together, man. He puts it all together. And you just like, wow, wow. You know. Um, anyway, um, he did a he he um pretty much revamped the X-Men. Um, and you can actually buy this as a, a set, a, a trade paperback set in hardcover. It's not on soft cover yet, and it's about 40 to 50 bucks, but it's worth it. Um it's called The House of X, Powers of Ten. Oh, my God. It is so good. And what I like about Jonathan Hickman is that he's the type of writer that he goes back and he pulls characters out the woodwork. Like, characters that you that you forgot about. Because in the big publishing houses, Marvel and DC, they have a lot of characters that some of them had their own series. And then they didn't kill them all. They just, like, stopped writing them in stories for some reason or another. And people forget them. Um, but no, Jonathan Hickman, he pulls everybody out. So if you love the X-Men, if you love mutants, I love the X-Men. If you love them, the movies suck, by the way. But if you love the X-Men, um, you're going to love this, this revamp, um, because he pulls every, he got everybody in this motherfucker. He got everybody. Um, but what I want you to imagine is I want you to reimagine. I'm not going to spoil it for you because there's just a couple of spoilers in there. Reimagine an X-Men. I don't even want to say team. Think about it as like an X-Men family slash clan where, you know, Professor Xavier, Magneto, Mr. Sinister, and Apocalypse are all working together. Yes, you heard you, you heard me say it. These are mutants with different philosophies on how to, to make mutants, you know, homo superior. And they're all working together. That's I just want to throw that out there, right? Mutants have their own language. They have their own um, sovereign nation on the island of Krakoa. So Krakoa from the original Krakoa from Giant X-Men number one, right? You remember that? Who actually became a mutant and was actually went to the, the, the school of Xavier, Xavier School and became a student there, just FYI. But they all lived there. 
um, and they all do different things. So I just want you to think about that. That's freaking huge, right? It's really, really dope. The next thing I want to talk about is Jason Aaron's entire run on Thor. Um, going back to when he started that series with Isad Ribic, uh, continuing on um, with um, Russell Dodderman, and then ending with Mike Mike Delmundo. Cause they and there's other people that did artwork for them during that story arc, but these three individuals, fucking amazing. Highly recommended. Really, anything Jason Aaron does, you should pick up. Like he's another person. His Avengers run is dope. He's another person that's dope. He doesn't do the slow burn. He gets right into the nitty gritty. Um, he's dope. But I really love this Thor because this is he starts off with Thor, who loses the hammer. He is no longer worthy. And you see him come back to that point where he is worthy of Mignorna. And he, Jason Aaron also does the Jane Foster Thor as well. So that story was fucking amazing as well with the, um, the art by Daughterman, which, man, you cannot compare that. Really, like, Daughterman is just a man. He does the War of the Realms. So the whole Jason Aaron run. The last one I want to talk about is one that uh, is Saga by Brian, the mighty Brian K. Vaughn. And the artwork is by the wonderful Fiona Staples. Um, let me say this. He end, he didn't end it. He was he said he was gonna do two sets. He was gonna do issues one through fifty-nine and then issue sixty through whatever, right? Um he stopped issue fifty-nine back in 2018. So he was supposed to start 18 months later. I don't know if it's because of COVID, but he's never like if, even before COVID, because if you do the math, the time would have started before COVID. Usually when they're about to come out with a new book or whatever or continue with, they usually have all this press for it. There was no press for it. So he stopped talking about it. Um, he hasn't went on to any new projects outside of the TV world because he is working on Why the Last Man, another great Brian K. Vaughn story. Um, he's working on a series for that, for TV. So um, we don't know, but Saga is amazing. Um, I could just describe it as a space opera. Um, think about it as Star Wars times 10. Um, it's just an amazing story. It's about these two races that are fighting against one another. And two, one member of each race ends up falling in love and having a child. And everybody in the galaxy is after them. Everybody's after them. It's just like, man. And you get to meet some really dope characters. Um, really, like Robert Kirkman. I'm going to tell you something about Robert Kirkman. Um, if, you, if you like one of his characters, don't fall too hard because he kills them off. And Brian K. Vaughn is the same way. <laughs> he just seems to revel in creating these wonderful characters and then killing them off one by one in the most horrific ways. So Saga is an emotional roller coaster, but it is dope. I hipped a lot of people to it. I got a lot of people introduced to comic books through Saga. Um, you could actually buy, they actually sell the whole compendium, the entire set, in one soft cover volume. Um, I think it's like 50 bucks and you can buy, it, but Saga is dope. I think I have yet to meet someone say Saga isn't all that. I really, I really, really do. And I'm hard pressed to believe that someone out there feels that way. And I hope these recommendations help. talk about fan service because every time i watch a movie or tv series that's based off of kind of book heroes or whatever people always be like oh they did that for fan service and and, and fan service is like me saying i go to my local restaurant right and they have a particular hamburger that i like and they say you know what 
I know that you like uh, this. I know you like goat cheese. So I'm going to put goat cheese in your hamburger. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. People are going to say that's fan service. That's not fan service. That's what you should get, right? I pay good money, right, to go to these movies, to watch these TV shows and this, all these streaming services, right, so that they can serve me. You know what I mean? So they can give me what I want. If I want to see an Invincible TV series, which is coming out, right, then that's me. That is not really fan service. That's just what you pay for. I'm a consumer. These are the things that I like. I want to see it on my TV screen. So what? So when I hear people say, oh, they showed this character came up in here. This is for fan service. Like, that's the whole point. That is the whole point of it. That is the whole point. I can see if they do something ridiculous like, please don't do a Marvel versus DC TV series. Please don't do that because it's going to be horrible. I'm probably one of the few people who felt like those things were horrible. Don't do that, man. I don't see that, right? It's horrible. But other than that, if, if I'm watching a TV series and you throw in a character that everybody likes and you call it fan service, I'm looking at you like you an idiot. That's the whole point of it, man. Word. Let me be happy, man. There you have it, Party People, episode 112 of Where My Killer Tape At. Definitely want to give a shout-out to the homie Zemo, um, another comic book aficionado. I've known him for decades, and we always talk about comics. A shout-out to my homie Coda. Shout-out to you, brother, man, because um, his collection is woo! Shout-out to my little brother, DJ Disdolo, another comic book head that, you know, we always love comics, you know, and that was part of our vernacular. Did I say vernacular? That was part of you <laughs> growing up and coming up, and we always talked about comic books. Um, and then shout out to Superfly Comics out in Yellow Springs, man. Y'all always show me love. Shout out to Bell Books and Comics. Shout out to the Gem City Comic Con. Word is born, man. We didn't do it this year because of COVID, but next year we're gonna do it big. Um, definitely, if you haven't been to a Comic Con, please go. Word is born, and we out. First of all, party people, thank y'all for listening. If you want to continue the discussion, um, use the hashtag where my killer tape at. Killer spelled K-I-L-L-A. Um, you could also find all the information about me at my website, omisbench.com. If you want to book me for a gig, have me on your show, um, you could definitely check me out at dantresomi, D-A-N-T-R-E-S-O-M-I, at omisbench.com, O-M-I-S-Bench.com. The official Twitter page for the show is Omi's Podcast, O-M-I-S Podcast. And if you just want to hit me up, I'm on Twitter at Dan Trezomi, D-A-N-T-R-E-S-O-M-I. Definitely in the show notes, uh, buy my coffee mug, man. Support the show. Uh, it's independent as fuck, but, you know, the, everything's coming out of pocket. It will be good to offset those costs. So I would appreciate y'all if y'all do that. But, you know, th that coffee mug will make a great present for somebody you care about, especially your auntie. Thank you very much, y'all. Peace.